big finish for the love of stories. Doctor! Doctor, is that you? Yes, well, you took your time. Yeah, well, it's been a bit tricky. I found someone's communicator, but I didn't know how to work it. Everyone's dead here, Doctor. Everyone. We know. What happened? It's not important. Well, it is important, but we'll fill in the backstory later. The spaceship you're on, it's flying directly into this station's reactors. It's what? Don't worry. Well, I reckon I will, if it's all the same with you, thanks. We're on our way to rescue you, except you need to buy us some time, as we can't have much. Oh, great. The ship must have some kind of retro rocket, something to slow it down, at least. And you think that'll be easy for me to find? I struggle to locate this communicator, Doctor. Just do the best you can. We'll be there shortly. Break, 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 break. Oh, come on. It's got to be here somewhere. Oh, no, no. Not accelerate. Well, that looks very close. Oh, no. Why are you both looking at me like that? Because when people say they're popping out to get something, they usually mean a pint of milk or, or a loaf of bread. Most people need more ambition. Doctor, you really think you can just pop out to get Andy? Of course I can. I'm doing it now. And it won't be a problem that, in one time stream at least, Andy... Well, he died? Technicality. Technicality? We're all dead somewhere. Right. And uplifting as that thought is. And Andy died in a highly unstable temporal moment, you said. Did I? You said trying to undo it might be like pulling on a temporal thread. And that even though we've got some wiggle room, temporal thread-wise, there is still the distinct possibility of accidentally distorting a timeline. And speeding up the collapse of the multiverse. Well, that does sound like me. Did I say the very fabric of the multiverse might unravel? I think you did mention that. Well, you know me. Love a drama. Doctor! Doctor! We need to be careful, don't we? After what happened with Tanya... Where is Tanya? Sleeping off the after-effects of crossing her own time stream. She said it's worse than flu. A lot of things are worse than flu. Look, I've calculated the exact point in space and time where I might just manage to materialise the TARDIS inside the spaceship we left Andy on. When you say exact... Ish. Exact-ish. The exact-ish point in space-time where I might save him without disturbing the chain of events around him. If I'm right... Ish. ...then I'll have a tiny window in which to get him onto the TARDIS before the ship crashes and everything explodes. You will? Yep. Doctor, you're not going alone. I am. There's a teeny tiny possibility that the TARDIS wouldn't survive the impact of the crash with the space station. She's still vulnerable, not fully healed. And what with the dangers of the unstable timeline, I am not risking your lives. Put the kettle on. I'll pick up a pint of milk on the way back.
Oh, that's quick. Oh, come on, old girl. This isn't the time for one of your dizzy spells. I need absolute spatial and temporal precision. That's it. All right. Here we go. Locking in coordinates. This should give me a 30-second window plenty of time. Did you miss me? Andy! He did it! Where's the Doctor? The Doctor? Overly optimistic Time Lord. About... Mm, yay high? He's not here. No, he went to get you. Oh. Oh. Andy? What's happening? You're fading. Uh, oh, I, I don't like it. It looks like he's dematerialising. Like the TARDIS. What's happening to me? Get inside, quick. Where is he? Andy? Andy? That's impossible. He's not here. How is he not here? Unless he's popped out for milk. Unlikely. Okay, 30 seconds until everything blows up. Andy! He's gone. What was that? Some sort of teleportation? I don't know. It was weird. Does that mean that the doctor was too late? That he couldn't save him. Maybe that was Andy's ghost coming to say goodbye. Pretty solid ghost to ring a doorbell. And he didn't say goodbye. He said, did you miss me? Well, hopefully the doctor will be back in a minute with Andy and all will become clear. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Andy! We need to get off the ship. It's about to crash into that space station. Now is not the time to nip to the loo. Andy! Can you stop that? Uh, oh, sorry. Where is he? Maybe he got held up buying the milk. Hmm. You wait. He'll be back any minute with a whole herd of dairy cattle in tow. Not outside the realms of possibility. <sighs> mm. <sighs> uh, let's call him. What, telephone the TARDIS? Yeah, OK. Where's that phone he keeps? Uh Uh-huh. What does he have the TARDIS console number stored under? The missus. Shut up. How did I not know that? The missus? Boys and their toys. I wouldn't let the TARDIS hear you call her a toy. Wherever you are, ten seconds until impact. Ask not for whom the bell tolls. Five seconds until impact. Four, three seconds. Andy, last chance. Actually, I'm not sure. I'm going to make it.
voicemail of the doctor. Sorry I can't take your call, but I'm probably out saving the universe. Please leave a message after the term. No, it's not even ringing now. It's going straight to the answering machine. Doctor, it's us. Again. Can you call us back when you get this? Or, you know, you've got a time machine. Can you call us back before you get this? Now what? Now what? Maybe it's Andy back again. Don't be ridiculous. Did you miss me? You're kidding. Andy! Are you all right? I think I'm gonna... Uh, catch him! Did he faint? He looks terrible. Help me get him in the recovery position. <sighs> He's breathing. Pulse is faint but steady. He's got an awful scar on his leg. His trousers look like they've been shredded. What's happened to him? His clothes are filthy. He's battered and bruised all over. He's coming round. Andy? It's okay. It's us. You fainted. Liv. Helen. Hello again. What? <laughs> Hello again. Hello again. That's it. What do you mean? I've been through hell trying to find my way back here. And all you can say is hello again. Well, it's just... You were here a moment ago. What? And then you disappeared. What? Where's the doctor? The doctor? Overly optimistic Time Lord about yay high. Oh, deja vu. He's not here. No, he went to get you. Get me? Rescue you. From where? The spaceship. The doctor did. Well, we don't know. You tell us. The last time we heard from you... Well, almost the last time we heard from you. You were hurtling on a spaceship full of corpses towards a space station. Uh-huh, I know. That sort of thing kind of sticks in your memory. So, how are you here? And where's the Doctor? So this is how it ends. You and me, old girl, dying at the edge of eternity. What I did to you, a broken, blasted shell falling through space. I'm sorry. I thought I could save Andy. But instead I've destroyed the best, truest friend I ever had. You won't be able to sustain this air bubble forever. Not long now. Doctor. Helen. Doctor. Liv. You're not real. You're projections of the interface. The TARDIS doesn't want you to die alone. And this is the best she can do, I'm afraid. That's wonderful because you're both here, but you're both safe. We wanted to say thank you, Doctor. For everything. And, you know, also have a bit of a go at you for getting yourself and the TARDIS blown up. I guess I deserve that. But it's still very, very good to see you. I'd put the kettle on, but I, I'm all out of, well, everything. <sighs> Tea. Strong and sweet. Oh, careful, it's hot. 
You're not diabetic, are you? No. Oh, you might be after you drink that. I put five sugars in it. Oh, thanks, I think. I've checked him over. Malnourished and dehydrated, but otherwise unscathed. Physically, at least. Oh. Ooh. Too sweet? Mm, my teeth are crying, yeah. So, ready to tell us what happened? How did you get off the spaceship? I was rescued. Rescued? By who? Not the Doctor? No, not the Doctor. Andy, Andy, come in, Andy! Doctor! Doctor, is that you? Yes, well, you took your time. Yeah, well, it's been a bit tricky. I found someone's communicator, but I didn't know how to work it. Everyone's dead here, Doctor. Everyone. We know. What happened? It's not important. Well, it is important, but we'll fill in the backstory later. The spaceship you're on, it's flying directly into this station's reactors. It's what? Don't worry. Well, I reckon I will, if it's all the same with you. Thanks. We're on our way to rescue you, except you need to buy us some time, as we can't have much. Oh, great. The ship must have some kind of retro rocket, something to slow it down, at least. And you think that'll be easy for me to find? I struggle to locate this communicator, Doctor. Just do the best you can. We'll be there shortly. Break it, break, 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 break. Oh, come on. It's got to be here somewhere. What's happening? What is that? Andy. Mr. Bird? How on earth? I'll explain later. Right now. Let's get out of here. No, really. Don't mention it. Where did you come from? Where are we? The buffet car of the Edinburgh Sleeper. What are trees for a train carriage? That's where I aimed for. The question of where we are... It's a little trickier. I think we're on Earth. Right. Well, that's good. Is it? Is it good? Yo, it... Definite step up from incineration, I'd say. Ah, navigation stuck. Have you just rescued me, or have you taken me hostage? It's really hard to keep up. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I've been making some really terrible decisions for, for millennia. Created a bit of a temporal upset. The doctor explained everything. Did he? Right. Well, perhaps you could fill me in? No, it's no good. Geographical mapping is completely kaput. And, uh, what does that mean? It means it can't tell us where we are. Oh. And it can't get us out of here. Well, it could, but there's only one place it could take us. I'm clearly going to regret this question, but where's that? Straight back to the crashing ship. Ah. The good news is uh, I'm 90% sure that this is definitely Earth. Well, considering where we came from, I think I can probably handle the bad news. I've got no idea where on Earth. Right. Or when. Something funny? <laughs> Only you would find your imminent demise something to laugh about. <laughs> I was just thinking, I hope 
my life flashes before my eyes. That should buy me another few centuries. It doesn't work like that. Well, I'll kill the mood, why don't you? I think the oxygen levels may be dropping. I feel positively giddy. You know, I always resented a little bit the lives you had before us. I'm only sorry that you won't have any after us. We had some times, didn't we? The best and the worst, to be fair. But you wouldn't have missed it, would you? Not a moment. Well, except maybe this one. Uh, well, the good news for you is that you're not really here. Yes, we are. You know we are. Wherever in the universe we are, a little piece of us will always be with you. I wonder what I'll become. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. That's what you say, isn't it? Not since the 21st century, but go on. The last great mystery. Where does the rest of it go? The rest of what? A person. A time lord, a human, a Silurian, anything, everything. We're so much more than flesh and blood. More than chemicals and biological reactions. All that energy pulsating through us, catapulting us through time and space. Where does it go when we become dust? Because it has to go somewhere. Simple law of physics. Nothing disappears. It just changes form. Like regeneration? No, much more exciting than regeneration. Regeneration is just swapping one mortal coil for another, but death is this next-level stuff. It doesn't make it any easier to let go, though. No, every change is a loss. Not every loss is unwelcome, though. Yours is, Doctor. Your loss is really most unwelcome. Ah, you're only saying that because the TARDIS has programmed you to. The TARDIS has programmed us to respond as ourselves. Yes. I know. I know. I mean, I think we can assume this is Earth. I'm just not entirely sure what year it is. So you're Robin? Robin? You know, the others got used to the idea a little faster. If we'd materialised near some sort of civilization, it would have at least given us a clue. What if there is no civilization? What if we've materialised on prehistoric Earth? Then I've gone from being the last human to being the first human. But that's impossible. This only transports me along my own timeline. I, I can't travel back to before I was born. What was that? Dogs? Wild dogs? I don't think they're dogs. Wolves! Do wolves attack humans? Stay absolutely still. Yeah, doing that. Massively helps that I've suddenly lost all feeling in my legs. Put your hands up. Why are they armed? Make yourself look bigger than them. We are bigger than them. It's just their teeth are much pointier. Oh, shut up, little Red Riding Hood, and put your arms in the air. Now what? Back away from them, very slowly. How can we back away from them? They're all around us. Do not show fear. Don't have to show it. I'm pretty sure they can smell it. Maintain eye contact. How? There are seven. Seven of them. We've only got four eyes between us. We'll have to try and frighten them off. Yeah, they do seem skittish. Ah! Oh my god. Ah! It's 
Everything's working. Say it like you mean it and move. Slowly and keep your arms up over your head. Gone. Huh. Where did they go? They just vanished into thin air. The air's getting thinner. You'd have longer if the TARDIS switched off the interface. I'd rather die sooner in your company than live a little while longer all alone. To have you here, the end is everything. You said it wasn't the end. Just a change. Quite right. An awfully big adventure. The biggest. I don't know about that. It will have to be pretty impressive to match some of the adventures we've had. Run! It's pitch black. Can't see where I'm going. Just run! We are running! Uh, Flying! Might be a better bet. What is that thing? It's a mortis bird, sometimes called a bird of souls. Isn't she glorious? Bird? Huh? Bird? I can't see it, but it sounds like it's the size of a dragon. It's only a small one. You can see them in the daylight. Golden wings, piercing blue eyes. Yeah, sounds hot. Why is she chasing us? Because she's hungry. Oh, great. Oh, don't worry, she doesn't bite. She's just a bit peckish. Huh. Funny, Doctor. I'll laugh later if that's all right. It's not your flesh she wants to feed on. Then what? Oh. The clue is in the name. Mortis? Other name. What was it you said? A bird of souls? Ah! Uh, souls? Uh, yeah, I don't suppose she has a foot fetish by any chance. Not that kind of soul. Yeah, didn't think so. You're saying... That thing wants to eat my soul. Yeah, but don't panic. Why aren't we panicking? Because they only hunt at the dark. It is dark! But the sun will be up soon. We just have to run till dawn. We did, didn't we? We ran till dawn. I didn't think we'd ever stop running. I'm out of breath now. Out of breath. Almost out of time. How can a pack of wolves just vanish into thin air? Or did we did we teleport or something? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Well, at least we know one thing for certain. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? We're nowhere near Britain in 2020. We're either in the wrong place or the wrong time. Or both. I can see the edge of the forest. Come on. Oh, we're going towards the shooting. Really? I can see buildings. Yeah, and I can hear shooting. Which means there are people over there. Yeah, people with guns. Starting to regret rescuing you. Same, Mr. Bird, Robin. Same. Well, hang on. Wait for me. I think he's asleep. I didn't think he did sleep. That's the neutrality of the proton flow. Come on. I wasn't sleeping, you know? Of course you are. Sleepy now, though. Am I dreaming? Not yet, Doctor. 
Have the pleasure of eating a flower. What's he saying? Smelling a sunset. <laughs> He's talking in his sleep. Watching a well prepared meal. Ready? Ready. <coughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear doctor. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> In the name of sanity, are you it's doing? It's your birthday! In what universe? This one. Specifically, this planet in this universe. Is that a balloon? Remember when we first arrived, Tanya asked you your date of birth and yeah, you said... But I made that up. That's not actually... I don't have a date of birth. Not one that would make any sense to you, anyway. We know. But we thought it might be fun. So what might be fun? Is that a cake? Liv baked it, so it may not be entirely edible. Oi! You baked me a cake. And organise you a party. For later. Don't worry. Aisha's doing the catering. And apparently Ron's got some sort of conjuring act planned. You're throwing me a birthday party. We weren't sure you'd ever had one. <laughs> okay. Okay. And if I forget to tell you later, I want you to know I had the best time. What happened here? Looks like a war zone. I think you may have answered your own question. What do you think? Have we materialized in the middle of the Second World War? Not possible. The year can't be any earlier than 2004. Look out! Stay down! Are you sure we're on Earth? Those missile shells look like something Torchwood might have in their collection. Hmm. And that gunfire isn't gunfire. Lasers? Something like that. That was close. Over there. Under that bridge. Let's try to make it over there. All right. Ready? Yeah. Go, go, go! Where are we? could be anywhere. Well, it's not Aberyst with. This is a war zone, and those weapons are not 21st century. But you said you could only time travel within your own lifespan. Andy, my timeline stretches across millennia. I'm thousands of years old. Right. Okay. Just processing. So, what you're saying is, I'm not necessarily any closer to home than I was when I was on that crashing spaceship. That's about the size of it. Uh -huh. oh. Oh. Robot soldiers. I am going out on a limb. To say this definitely isn't Baker Street. We need to get out of here, wherever here is. Am I hallucinating? No. I saw it too, like a snapshot of a town before its destruction. Maybe we're both hallucinating? I have a suggestion, but I'm not sure you'll like it. Hit me. Ah! Not you! 
Oh, you want us to find the laser men, don't you? Or laser women, laser people. What does it matter? We're hardly looking for dates. Mr. Bird, Robin, that is exactly what we're looking for. Dates and places. But I'd rather ask someone who isn't trying to kill us. Uh, I'm not sure that'll be possible. I had the best time. Did I tell you? You did, and so did we. I couldn't have done it without you. You know, the time controller, the board, the ravenous. The nine, the eleven, the master. Correction, masters, plural. The doom coalition. I can stand here with the city ablaze around me, with a hellfire raining down and a plague of torments roaring. Doctor! Go on now! Doctor! Go! We're not leaving you! And that reason is. Doctor! Now! Then. Don't tell me! It wasn't supposed to explode! Not as such! What about the kangaroos? They weren't supposed to explode either! Run! Adventures, Doctor, until we got stranded. You know, I think being stranded on Earth with you, with everyone at Baker Street, I think it was almost my favorite adventure of all. Almost. Almost. This is hopeless. Look at this place. There's nobody living here. Nobody could. It's just rubble and death. There's nothing left. No infrastructure. Nothing. Where are we even going to find food? Water. There's literally nothing here. It happened again. It's like another reality bleeding through. That sounds like something the doctor would say. Sorry. Every decision spawns a universe. That is definitely something the doctor would say. It's something the doctor did say. Time's out of joint. Yeah, I know. The world's not as it should be. Yeah, again, not really giving me any new information there. Those flashes we keep getting. It is the same town before the war, or, or, or rather, it's the same town if there wasn't a war. The doctor was right. My life's broken. Everything splintered around me. This war... What about it? Torchwood should have prevented it. Torchwood's gone. Torchwood did prevent it. Are you listening? There is no Torchwood. Wait, what do you mean? In another version of reality, another spawned universe, I know where we are. And when, I think, I think we are in 2020. On what planet? Earth. Where on Earth? Here. Well, about 200 miles north of here. We are in Hull. Or a fractured version of. Hull? 
wolves and robot armies. Mm. Impossible, right? Except I saw it. I was there. Another splintered reality. Mr. Bird's warp thingy, it had misfired, stranded us sort of halfway between two time streams. Been here before with divine intervention. A couple of years ago, Torchwood were negotiating with the authorities to requisition a piece of unidentified alien technology. We interfered, infiltrated the political contingent and stole the tech. And sparked a robot war. But I undid it, or redid it. This reality shouldn't exist. Except every decision spawns a universe. And now they're all bleeding into one another. Two alternate time streams occupying the same space. So, what? We're flickering between the original time stream and the one that Divine Intervention created? We're not flickering. Reality is. So, how did you find your way back to us? Andy, come on. We'll break our necks jumping up onto that. You'll die here if you don't. <laughs> the truck turned out to be a mistake. Because when that reality disappeared for a minute, so did the truck. So, we walked. We didn't dare approach the authorities or Torchwood or even divine intervention. We were never sure when reality would glitch again and we couldn't risk upsetting the time streams any further. So we walked. From Hull? There were thousands on the move. Heading south, the rumour was that London had held out against the droids. The capital was planning a counterattack. Divine intervention had set up checkpoints all along the route. We weren't sure if they were helping or harassing. It's no good pushing through here. There's got to be a way round. Where do they think they're going? Same place as us. Away from here. Look, I've policed crowds like this. There's too many pushing through from the back. Move that way. Go now. Before... I made it through. I made it through, but Mr. Bird got caught on the other side. Go! If you make it back to Baker Street, back to the doctor. Tell him I saved you. Tell him I made a difference. Excuse me. Coming through. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you. The further away from Mr. Bird I travelled, the more my reality bled through. This reality, I mean. By the time I got to London, there was no robot war had been. And yet, I can still remember it. After everything, after all our adventures, in the end I couldn't save humanity. But, at least I got to spend time with the best I Yeah, well... Right back at you, as they say in 2020. <laughs> you were, you know, the very best. Feelings mutual. I'm not really one for goodbyes, but I do have a question before before I go. Go on, Doctor. What is that infernal beeping noise? Careful, the console platform may not hold. Coming from over here. Hold on. 
flashing red light. Doctor, the structural integrity of the TARDIS console is dangerously compromised. It's a message. I got mail. Careful. Of course. The phone was ringing just before everything went kaboom. They must have left a message. That might actually be a bit tricky. Or, you know, you've got a time machine. Can you call us back before you get this? <sighs> Doctor, I'm sorry. The oxygen will run out in 30 seconds. I might just be enough time. Enough time for what? Last number, redial. Enough time to say goodbye. Sounds like somebody's mobile. It's the doctor. It says the missus calling. He's calling from the TARDIS. The missus? Don't ask. Put it on speaker. Hello? Doctor? Uh, it's Lipson, too. Yes, I'm here. Are you all right? I made it to the spaceship, but Andy wasn't there. And... I spent too long looking for him. But Andy's here. He's safe. Uh, is he? Hello? Doctor, you won't believe this. No, 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 no time. Sorry. Listen to me. By the time I made it back to the TARDIS, it was too late. What? I didn't get off the spaceship in time. The ship blew up and the TARDIS blew up with it. Then how are you calling us? I'm clinging to a blasted shell. But I'm out of air. I'm, I'm using up my last breath just to say goodbye. And thank you. And I, I'm, I'm... Doctor? Try calling back. You've reached the voicemail of the doctor. Sorry I can't take your call, but I'm probably out saving the universe. Please leave a message after the term. It's not possible. The Doctor can't be... He can't be. I feel a bit. What do we do, Liv? What do we do? I don't know. He went to get me. Yeah. Why? He thought he could save you. He wasn't to know you'd already been saved. Oh, this is awful. Yeah. The Doctor's dead because he tried to save me. Repeating it doesn't make it any less awful, Andy. Helen. What about everything? Everything Mr. Bird, Robin, told me. The messed up time streams. How can we make it right without the Doctor? Just be quiet. Helen. What? He's right. The Doctor's dead and humanity's due to be annihilated. And what can we do? What can we do to make anything better? It's not Andy's fault. Except it is. Stop it. But it is. If I hadn't come knocking on your door, interfering on Torchwood's behalf, I wouldn't have been out there. No. 
And now the human race will be annihilated since the Doctor's dead, all because he tried to rescue one stupid, pathetic man who wasn't even brave enough to get off that ship. You offered to stay behind as a hostage. That took courage. Oh, except we all know it didn't. We all know I stayed behind because it seemed like the less dangerous option. Don't do that. <sighs> what? Self-pity. You're alive, aren't you? You're safe. If I could go back and do things differently. Would you? If you could go back and do things differently, would you? Of course. Do you still have Mr. Bird's teleportation device? Yeah, yes. But we can't use it, it's broken. Because the navigation's bust, right? Right. It's stuck. That's what you said. The only place it could take you is right back to the crashing spaceship. Uh-huh. Back to the exact moment you left. Yeah. Which must have been just before the Doctor arrived. You want me to go back there? It might just work. Mr. Bird's device takes you back to that exact moment. Mr. Bird arrives to rescue you. But you refuse to go with him. You wait for the Doctor. The Doctor arrives. You let him save you. He doesn't have to leave the TARDIS. Meaning the TARDIS dematerializes before the explosion. And everybody lives. Andy? I don't know. You, you don't, don't know. know? It's just... What if... Just do the best you can. We'll be there shortly. Break, 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 break. Oh, come on. It's got to be here somewhere. What's happening? What is that? Andy. Mr. Bird. Let's get out of here. No, no. I can't. There's no time to explain, but the doctor's coming to get me, and I have to wait for him. What? Not that I don't appreciate the gesture, but you need to leave me here. Go on, go. All right, if you're sure. Right, exactly. And what if the Doctor doesn't show up? Why wouldn't he show up? Well, for an infinite number of timey-wimey reasons, I don't know, but what if he didn't and I'm back on a crashing spaceship? Then get Mr. Bird to wait until the Doctor gets there. That way, worst case scenario, if the Doctor doesn't show, you can still be rescued by Mr. Bird. It's not just that. <sighs> what else, Andy? This time travel teleporting contraption, it's on its last legs. I mean, Mr. Bird said it would take me back to that precise place and time, but what if he was wrong, huh? What if I press this button and it misfires? Andy, it could send me anywhere, some volcanic planet of death. Oh no! <laughs> That is not going to happen. Isn't it? You can guarantee that, can you? You're asking me to risk my life. The Doctor risked his life for you. Yeah, and he died. So what chance do I stand? He was a Lord of Time with a TARDIS. I've got some tin pot Scorchio teleport with a dodgy sat-nav. Okay. Let's all just take a breath, shall we? You wouldn't risk your life to save the Doctor. Would you? Uh, of course you would. The stuff of legends, you two. Pardon? Well, not you specifically. I mean the Doctor's companions. Do you know how many there have been? Do you know how many survive him? Well, I don't want to be the first. That's not what I... Does he choose you because he knows that if it came down to it, if it really came down to it, that you'd sacrifice yourself for him? Andy. Or is it something he does to you? Some magic Time Lord spell he casts? But you know him now too. You know how important he is, how much more important... Than me? Than us. The Doctor wouldn't say that, Helen. 
You know the Doctor would never say that. That doesn't stop it being true. I know. And that doesn't stop me being scared. Oh, Andy. What? Feel the fear? Do it anyway? Yes. Yes! Would it really be so easy for you? Would it? Really? I was on that ship and I knew for a split second before Mr. Bird appeared, I knew that my time was up. That the ship was going to hit the station and that I was, without a shadow of a doubt, going to die. I knew it. I felt it. Absolute certainty. Yeah, well, we've all been there. Do you not hear yourselves? What? Nothing. No. Go on. I've never known anything like it. That fear of being swallowed up by nothingness. Of ending. Of blinking out of existence. And then I didn't die. I escaped. I was pulled out of there. And all I wanted was to make it back here. That journey, you've no idea. Never feeling safe. Not for a moment. I've never known terror and cold and pain like it. But I made it. I made it. And now you want to send me back. You want to send me right back into it. Back to the start. I know it seems cruel. No, oh, I'll do it. Of course I'll do it. It's the only hope you've got, right? If you're sure. I'm not sure. Of course I'm not sure. But it's the right thing to do, isn't it? I have to. Don't I? No. No, you don't. In fact, actually, you shouldn't. What? We can't risk you running into yourself, which you will if you get there at the same time as Mr. Bird. Oh, Pella's right. It's brave of you, Andy, but we can't let you. It might actually do more harm than good. I'll do it. No! Helen! Andy, pass me Mr. Bird's time travel thing. I'll teleport back to the ship. If Andy can't do it, someone has to. And he's right, it is risky. You've got Tanya to stay for. I've... Well, I... You're a braver person than me. No, I'm not. You're exhausted. You're traumatised and you were still willing to go. You've got a point... Travelling with the Doctor, it does something to you. I don't know if I call it a magic spell, but some of it rubs off. It makes you... Superhuman? No. Less human, I think. But that's a good thing? It's necessary. Right. Wish me luck. Good luck. If something happens... Then it isn't on you. This is my choice. Break, 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 break. Oh, come on, it's gotta be here somewhere. What's happening? What is that? Andy. Helen? Let's get out of here. What's going on? Andy, get inside, quick. Helen. And Mr. Bird. I mean, Robin. Robin? Hello, Doctor. What took you so long? Mind if we catch a lift? Actually, I, I might just... <laughs> no! Ten seconds to impact if anyone's counting. Into the TARDIS. Quick! <sighs> Where is Tanya? She's just taking some time to get her head together. You missed... <laughs> A lot while you were making your way back. Liv! Something's happening. You're fading. That's what you did before. I don't like it. That's oh. what you said before. What's happening to me? I think, I, I hope, Helen did it. 
She made it back to the ship. She got to you before Mr. Bird did. Time is reconfiguring. You can't be here now if you weren't rescued by Mr. Bird. So I'm dying anyway? It doesn't matter that Helen went instead of me because I'm dying anyway. I suppose. But only this version of you. Oh, this is the only version of me. And then there was one. Oh, please. Oh, please. Please, please. Ta-da! Yes! You did it! Saved them both. Feeling a little bit like I missed out on an adventure here. I nearly died, if anyone's interested. The doctor did die. Oh, yes. I remember now. It wasn't pleasant, although the company was excellent. The memory isn't fading, unlike Andy. Me? The other you. You'd been to Holland back. And I can remember the doctor dying, even though it didn't happen. Time is still in crisis. The streams are still split. And... After all that, I forgot to get milk. At least we got Andy. What about Robin? Mr. Bird, I mean. When the TARDIS appeared, he disappeared. Teleported away. But his time travel contraption was kaput, wasn't it? So where did he go? Doesn't matter where he went. It matters where he came from. We need to make sure that Mr. Bird never comes to exist at all. You've been listening to Doctor Who Stranded Get Andy, written by Lisa McMullen. The Doctor was played by Paul McGann, Livchenka, Nicola Walker, Helen Sinclair, Hattie Morahan, Sergeant Andy Davidson, Tom Price, Mr. Bird, Clive Wood, other roles played by members of the cast. Director, Ken Bentley. Producer, David Richardson. Sound design, Benji Clifford. Music, Jamie Robertson. Script editor, Matt Fitton. Executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Hay Gallery. I'm Lisa McMullen, and I wrote episode two, Get Andy. Doctor, you're not going alone. I am. There's a teeny tiny possibility that the TARDIS wouldn't survive the impact of the crash with the space station. She's still vulnerable, not fully healed. And what with the dangers of the unstable timeline, I am not risking your lives. Put the kettle on. I'll pick up a pint of milk on the way back. The last time we saw Andy, he was hurtling to his doom on a spaceship that was about to crash, it, crash into a space station. Um, so as far as we're all concerned, he, he's dead and gone. Uh, but of course, the Doctor won't let that lie. And so the brief from Matt Fitton was to write an episode in which we bring Andy somehow safely back to Baker Street. Did you miss me? Andy! He did it! Where's the Doctor? The Doctor? Overly optimistic Time Lord about... Mm, yay high? He's not here. No, he went to get you. Oh. Oh. Andy? What's happening? You're fading. Uh, oh, I, I don't like it. It looks like he's dematerialising. Like the TARDIS. 
get Andy actually was was Matt's working title that he gave me. And originally I wanted to tell a story about the struggle people have in getting to a place of safety. And I wanted to draw parallels with the refugee stories that we see in the news. Because I think what Doctor Who does brilliantly is to help us to understand humanity. And I think that's what this series has done really well. It's about human beings and how we live with each other. And in the writing of this this episode, it became really clear, really obvious that there's not enough space within the stranded story to to tell a refugee story that really gives it the the focus and the attention that it deserves. It felt a bit trite. Um, looking at the news and seeing the horrific real life tales of, of people desperately trying to get to a place of safety and losing their lives in the process. So I adapted it and rewrote it to make it more sci-fi and more specifically about Andy's journey and Mr. Bird's journey. But if you if you look into it and pay attention, then it's really a story about how important it is that we do whatever we can to try to help people who are lost or displaced or homeless or stranded. I think we could all be a a lot more empathetic. My name is Tom Price and I play Sergeant Andy uh, Davidson or if he's in trouble with his mum, Andrew Davidson. I've been through hell trying to find my way back here and all you can say is hello again. Well, it's just you were here a moment ago. What? And then you disappeared. What? Where's the doctor? The doctor? Overly optimistic time lord about yay high. Oh, deja vu. So this episode is called Get Andy, and it is a... Wow, what is it? It is a spectacular journey through time travel and the ends of a few worlds and the ends of a few Andes and all sorts of stuff going on. I hope there weren't too many spoilers in that description, Uh, but it is a... um, Well, it's yet another rip-roaring ride through a, a crazy adventure with Andy stuck on a ship for a little bit. And of course we want Andy to be saved because we love him, we adore him. Um, I think what Andy brings to this box set is a real human touch. Even though he's had all his dealings with Torchwood, I think that he's really embraced by the, the, the Baker Street Brigade in a way that perhaps he never really was with, with Torchwood. I always feel like he he felt a bit of an outsider there and he feels like he's been taken under the doctor's wing and taken into the bosom of Baker Street. Oh, that could be a title for another episode, The Bosom of Baker Street. And he's just really funny. Oh, Tom Price, you uh, you give him a line and he just makes it sing. He can do comedy and emotion and drama on the the turn of a, a, a... a dime or a sixpence and it, I just think he's a, a really really wonderful actor um, so yeah obviously we wanted to to save Andy but in the trying to save Andy because Mr Bird gets there first 
I accidentally sort of killed off the doctor, which is <laughs> <it's> never great. <laughs> it's tremendous fun. I love um, the, the, the scenes with Mr. Bird. It reminded me of, um, there was an element of quantum leap when uh, Mr. Bird starts hitting his device trying to make it work. I flashed back to a quantum leap moment talking to Al or Sam or whoever it was they were shouting at. I love the adventure through this dystopian vision of hell slash hull. Um, it was uh, just that lovely thing of, of which, which Doctor Who and good sci-fi always does so well, of just slowly, like Yuri Geller with a spoon, just bending your brain <laughs> into a new shape until you're, think, you're thinking, wow, these alternative universes, I mean, actually, according to the laws of physics, because if space is infinite, surely then that means that there are infinite versions of us out there anyway. That's mathematically factual, isn't it? And you start asking yourself all these crazy questions when actually you're just thinking, I hope this character doesn't die. I hope they're okay. So there's lots going on. And um, it was it was a lot of fun to, to work with Clive. He's a great actor and I, love, I loved Mr. Bird. It was great fun. My name's Clive Wood and I'm playing Mr. Bird. You want us to find the laser men, don't you? Or laser women, laser people. What does it matter? We're hardly looking for dates. Mr. Bird, Robin, that is exactly what we're looking for. Dates and places. But I'd rather ask someone who isn't trying to kill us. Uh, I'm not sure that'll be possible. It seems an age ago that I, I first played him living in Baker Street, as you know, the kind of help. And I so little I can remember now going back in that time. This time, it seems to me that there's this guy who I never knew was this old, travelling through time and space, and it seems to me that he's, he's been looking for a moral compass all that time. And he's kind of found some kind of peace, I think. Mr Bird actually goes to save Andy, which is... Unfortunate because the Doctor has also set out to save Andy and the two of them both trying to save him at the same time and causes all sorts of complications. Mr Bird, when he started, of course he's Robin, the, the boy that we meet in the very first series, but his meetings and dealings with the Doctor have, have affected him in a, an unfortunate way and he's gone on a mission to try to save humanity but in doing so has created so many paradoxes and unfortunate time confusions that he's basically destroyed humanity and brought about its ultimate annihilation and so in in this episode he's trying to right those wrongs and he's a very humble Mr Bird uh, unlike the one that we saw in the episode I wrote in the first series, which was Must See TV, which was Mr Bird at the height of his megalomania, thinking he could save the world before he realises that he can't, that he doesn't have that power or that right. But I've really enjoyed playing I've actually really enjoyed this this little session, playing this character. He's, he's, a, he's a bit of a mystery, but I kind of enjoy that in, in the language. So I've always find that interesting. The ship blew up and the TARDIS blew up with it. Then how are you calling us? I'm clinging to a blasted shell. But I'm out of air. I'm, I'm using up my last breath just to say goodbye. And thank you. And I, I'm, I'm... Doctor, try calling back. I, I wanted to explore what it would be like for the, the Doctor to actually face death because he's not immortal. He can die. And, I mean, the, the last couple of years it's been 
we've we've all had to do a lot of dealing with death and dying and the losing of loved ones and I wanted to have a little bit of a an exploration of what it meant to die alone and not have the people around you that you love or to have somebody you love dying and, and not to be able to be with them so it, uh, again it's drawing parallels with the world that we live in at the moment which I think this series has done brilliantly it's coincidentally come along at a time when we've, we've been dealing with being feeling lost and stranded and displaced from our own lives and it's about the people that you find to help get you through that let's all just take a breath shall we you wouldn't risk your life to save the doctor would you oh, of course you would the stuff of legends you two pardon well, not you specifically i mean the doctor's companions do you know how many there have been do you know how many survive him? Well, I don't want to be the first. Stranded has been so much fun for me personally to do. And for Andy, it's been, well, it's just been life-changing. He's just, he, you know, he has done so much with Torchwood and yet the adventures have, have multiplied tenfold uh, via Stranded and being with the Doctor. And I guess he, get, he does seem to get treated differently by the Doctor Who gang. You know, I mean, in, in more recent iterations of Torchwood, Andy's been treated well. But with the Doctor Who guys, he's treated as one of the gang. And I think seeing Andy have that sense of purpose and belonging has been really lovely. And just seeing us a, a, a wider range of adventures for him has just been just been an absolute joy. It's been a, a real pleasure. Time is still in crisis. The streams are still split. And after all that, I forgot to get milk. At least we got Andy. I'd managed to get to listen in to uh, the recording of some of this and it's always huge fun, absolutely loved it because, as always, the actors, well, A, they have really good bits of gossip that they talk about, so it's really fun to eavesdrop on them chatting about their showbiz lifestyles, <laughs> but also just what they do to the lines just never fails to amaze me. They bring such a heart and a humanity to these characters and situations which are out of this world often and out of this time often and they make they make them feel real and believable 